Hello friends, you're all welcome to today's episode of Truth Talk with Alex. Thank you so much for your support and God bless you as you listen to today's message. For repentance to be genuine, there should be evidence of it in our lives. For the things we used to do before, we do them no more places we used to go, we go there no more. We must be humble. We must have a hatred for sin. We must despise sin. Our hearts should passionately, must passionately seek, passionately seek to serve God and to please God. We must have a habit of devotion to the Lord. These are the four steps. The first step we must be humble in all we do. We should not try to justify all our actions any longer. Two, we must have a hatred for sin. We must despise sin. Three, we must have a heart that is passionately willing to seek the Lord, to serve the Lord and to please the Lord. And four, we must have a habit of devotion unto the Lord. We must go unto the tabernacle. We must go and seek Him for counsel. Every step of the of, of the way, every step we take, we must seek the Lord and ask the Lord to order our steps. Ask the Lord to fill our hearts with His presence, and so that when we want to make decisions, life-changing decisions, our careers, life-changing decisions in our education, life-changing decisions in our marriages. God is in the center of it all. And God never gives us the wrong option. He gives us the right option. All the time. Because He loves us. Because He loves you. He wants the best for you. And the only way we can get the best is when we go to Him and ask Him to show us the best. Present us the best of life. Now, how do you see the reality of things around us? How do we know that we are pleasing the Lord? How do we see the realities of a life that pleases God? You see, the pleasing of God is is not a one-moment thing. It's, It's not just you going and saying, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, and that's it. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. It is a continuous living. It is a continuous living. It is a continuous thing that we have to do. It is a continuous living unto God. Beyond salvation, we need to be sanctified. Remember I said that it is the blood of Jesus Christ. It is Christ that cleanses you and keeps you clean. Yes, he has has cleansed you. But still, you have to remain in his presence for him to keep you clean, for him to sanctify you. That is why you need a habit of devotion, a a habit of devotion unto the Lord. See, God wants us to live a holy life. God wants us to live a holy life. And the only way we can maintain holiness is through Christ. He makes us holy. And it goes back to our devotional life goes back to our devotional life continuous communication 
continuous communion with God and through his spirit he keeps us holy we live a holy life the life that pleases God is the life that is considerate of other people the life that sympathizes with the weak ones with the weak points of other people a Christian is the derivative of Christ for us to live a life that pleases God we have to consider other people we have to be considerate of other people because you have a level of maturity because you have a level of knowledge of God you have a level of information about who God is about a situation or by a matter that does not mean you should condemn other people remember the salvation is sought after is the same salvation people are seeking after as well remember as God has forgiven you from sin it's the same way God wants to save and forgive others from sin a life that pleases God is considerate of the weak points of other people as God is considerate of the weak points in you So if we are to live a life that pleases God, why don't we take from the best example, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our perfect example of a man that lives a life that pleases God. Remember Christ came and lived on the same earth as you and me. He went through all the problems of man. He went through temptations as you and I go through every day. He went through hunger. He went through strife. He went through spite. He went through persecutions. He went through all these things that we go through today. But he remained steadfast. He remained steadfast. And he sought after the will of God more than his own will. Even at the 11th hour in Gethsemane, he asked, Lord, if it be your will that this that this that that this that this cup pass over. If it was your will, when all let your will be done. And he knows the will of God. The will of God is for him to go on the cross. Imagine Christ didn't go on that cross. There wouldn't be salvation for you and for me. Imagine Christ didn't go on that cross. There wouldn't be life everlasting for you and for me because Christ did not despise that cross Christ cannot despise you because Christ did not reject that cross Christ cannot reject you because a broken and a contrite heart oh Lord thou will not despise so let us go to him in true repentance let us remain in his presence for sanctification let us remain in his presence for the renewal of our spirit the life that pleases God sympathizes with other people do you feel concerned do you love your neighbor as you love yourself sometimes we love ourselves more than our neighbors we love ourselves too much that we don't care about other people and so we become greedy selfish do you sympathize with other people's demise do you sympathize with other people's problems 
Remember, the Bible says it is better to go into a house of mourning than, than, than going to a party somewhere. Let us sympathize with other people's struggles. It doesn't end with sympathy. But let us move in compassion. You see, compassion, when you have compassion on someone, you see someone in a low estate. Maybe you see someone struggling with with, with a financial predicament or you see someone struggling with sickness or or, or, or a dire situation it doesn't just end with oh I'm sorry oh, don't worry you'll be, you'll be okay no compassion moves you to change the situation okay you're having problems financially compassion moves you to go out of your way to find a way to help and aid and ease the burden of someone else. It was out of compassion Christ went on the cross to redeem mankind from all manner of sin. It was out of compassion Christ moved for you and for me. So, let us have compassion for everybody around us. If you are going to please the Lord, you will not be entangled with the affairs of the world. As you see from Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. The works of the flesh. If you are going to please the Lord, you will not get involved with worldly associations, festivals, feastings, cultures and customs say I'm a Christian I'm living a life that pleases the Lord and still we entangle ourselves with the world the things that do not give us life but leads us to death you see in the garden of Eden the devil the serpent yeah the devil um, um, which um, manipulated through the serpent manipulated Eve through the serpent and he says, oh, if you eat from that fruit, you die. It's, it's a lie. You wouldn't die. You will know what is good and what is evil. And Eve ate. And that was the death of man. Because not only, it wasn't physical death, it was spiritual death. It brings about spiritual leakages. That is the worst kind of leakages you can ever have. It's even worse than the leakage of his ceiling. It, what, it, it is worse than the leakage in his ceiling spiritual leakages spiritual leakage is the worst kind of leakage because all you do is demonstrative hard work eye service or you your service does not please the lord and the day shall come they shall call lord lord but christ will say i know you not their parents shall be like a noise unto his ears he cannot serve god and mama Mammon there is materialism. You cannot serve God and materialism. To please the Lord is to live a life of faith and righteousness. Whose righteousness? Christ's righteousness. Because righteousness is a gift. Righteousness is a gift from God through Christ. So as long as you fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, 
you are made righteous you are righteous as long as you fix your eyes on the works of christ of the works that he did on the cross he brings righteousness unto you because he is a sacrificial lamb out of one obedience the obedience of christ on the cross you are all made righteous we are all we are all saved obedience pleases god unbelief disobedience murmurings complaints oppression of the weak deceits fraudulence compromise secret sins all of these displeases the lord so to please the lord is to obey him and his righteousness Please, the Lord is to obey God and His righteousness. And you know what's so beautiful about our Lord is those are obeying in secret. He rewards you openly. To serve God, we shouldn't look at the rewards from men. We shouldn't look at the applause from men. That is the epitome of failure. You shouldn't look at the salutations of men or the praises of men. It brings about pride. Pride is the banner of Satan. And as the saying goes, pride goes before you fall. Before a man falls, he must have exhibited pride. And so, in our service to God, we should focus on Christ. Because everything we do, we do through Him, through His grace. Through His grace, we are able to carry out the duties, carry out the works, carry out activities, all to His glory, not to our own glory. The moment we start ascribing glory to ourselves, we are exhibiting pride. By exhibiting traits of the enemy of our souls, which is the devil. And so, when we do things in God's name, all glory must be given unto Him. Because it is through His grace we carry out all our activities. And so, as you live a life that pleases God, He rewards you. The way he rewarded Enoch and Elijah, they were translated. He didn't see death. See the reasons, the presence, the reason, the presence and power of God was always with Jesus Christ is that He did those things that pleased the Father. He was fully submissive to the will of God. Sometimes the will of God towards a matter, towards a situation in our life not be pleasing like to our eyes we might see it as it is the hardest thing to do it is the hardest option but sometimes those things that are hard for you are the best things for you do you know christ was the only baby born to die he was born to die for you and for me and he knew for him to fulfill the will of god in his life he had to die on that cross he was fully submissive to the will of God. If we are obedient to the Lord, 
if we are faithful in everything we do, we will enjoy divine presence and power of God. So in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the troubles of life, in the midst of the adversary which is the devil, in all circumstances, the Lord will be with us. Lord will be with us. So that is the reward he gives unto those that, that, that live a life that is pleasing unto him. He's always with you. He never leaves you alone. He never forsakes you. Because he is your father. Yes, he's God. He's the almighty God, the owner of the whole universe. There's no God before him under the earth. There's no God after him but he is also your father he's always with you and because he's always with you the lord will reveal deep and secret things to us deep and secret things concerning our families our lives our businesses our relationships he speaks to you he communicates with you he tells you things. He leads you on the path you need to go. There will be fullness of His glory in your life. If, we, if, if He is with you, the reality of His revelation in our lives will be made plain for all to see. You will feel Him. You will feel His presence. He will not be a rumor to you any longer. He wouldn't be who your pastor say he was or he is. He wouldn't, be, he, he wouldn't be what we just read as prose. He wouldn't be head knowledge. He would live his life in you. He would live out his life in you. Let us rise above religion. Let us rise above our religious ways. Let us grow and live out eternity through Christ, through Christ in us. Let us live our lives with eternity in view, to live a life of everlasting joy in the glory of the Father, in the glory of Christ. Religion has taken us nowhere. Living in a religious life, we all claim to be Christians. But then we don't live a life that is Christ-like. You know, Gandhi said, you know, I love this Christ, but it's those that follow him I don't like. He loves Jesus Christ. He has read the Bible and he sees Christ and he loves who Christ is. But those that claim to follow Christ, he doesn't like. If only those that claim to follow Christ can live like Christ. He says the world will not remain the same. So we have a lot of work to do. The church has a lot of work to do. Instead of using that sword God has given unto us to fight one, one another as we did today. Oh, this guy is speaking in tongues. Oh, this guy is doing this. This man is doing this. That man is doing that. Instead of using that sword of righteousness to fight one another and to find faults, 
Why don't we use it to fight the enemy that is bringing sowing discord in our midst? Thirdly, we will receive speedy answers to our prayers. The Bible says, Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, not by our own power, not by our own strength, not by our own might, but by his spirit and his divine grace. For he will make our enemies to be at peace with us. He will touch our, our enemies. He will melt their hearts and transform them. They will no longer be able to hurt us. A God-pleasing life attracts favor from heaven and goodness on earth. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 7. He says, He will make our enemies to be at peace with us. And lastly, we will be raptured. Christ is coming soon. And the dead in Christ will arise. Those that are living will be taken up to join him in the air. Those that live a life that's pleasing to God, he will surely reward you. You'll be taken up and you live everlasting life with Christ. Where there is no sadness, where there is no sickness, where there is no strife, where the joy of the Lord is full, where the love of God, the love is full, where there is brightness, no darkness, where there are no infirmities, where there are no sorrow, no pain, there is joy everlasting. So my friends, are you living a life that pleases God? Do you claim to be a Christian but still you are still engulfed with materialism, with the things of the world? You see, a new wine and an old wine cannot mix together to break the bottle. You cannot have a little bit of Christ and a little bit of the material of, of the material world. Cannot sit on the fence, he will spew us out of his mouth. Let us commit our lives to God. Let us repent. Go to him in repentance. Go to him with a broken and a contract heart. And have faith in him that he is who he says he is, the redeemer of man. The redeemer of mankind, the forgiver of sin, the restorer of life. Christ is risen and he lives, and so let him live in him. And if you don't know who Christ is, and if you want to start a relationship with Christ, you want to give your life to Christ, let us pray prayer. Lord, I know I have wronged you. I know I have lived a life 
that is displeasing unto you. But today I see you as my Redeemer, as my Lord and Savior that is willing to receive me, that is not willing to condemn but to save. I open my heart unto you, Lord, and I submit my soul, my body, my mind, and my spirit unto you. Come and live in me. Renew my spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Today, I confess with my mouth and I bear witness with the Spirit of God living inside of me that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And if you've prayed that prayer, Lord has accepted you and He has restored you. So it doesn't end there. You need to live a life of devotion. So you can take out time in your in, 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 in 24 hours in, in your day. Just sing praises to God. Pray. Meditate on the word of God. Read the word of God. Or read the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, know more about Christ and have a personal relationship with Him. And you see the transformation of Christ in your life. He will make everything that seemed to be dark and weary, He will make it, He will make it strong, He will make it bright, and your future will be bright. Thank you all for listening today. May God bless you, bless your families, and bless your homes. God bless you. Have a blessed week. May the light and the glory of God go before you. Make every crooked way straight. Heal you from all your infirmities. Change your situations around. And give you peace, love, and joy grace abundance of grace in jesus name amen god bless you all and have a great day